This episode is brought to you by Nomo FOMO. I don't need to tell you that this crazy world moves fast. Yesterday's that'll never happen is tomorrow's what? You're still using that? Did you only find out the world had passed you by when it shouted loser at you as it turned the block down the street? That's not your problem anymore thanks to Nomo FOMO, the company that uses the fuzziness of history to ensure you are always on the edge of the future. Look, say there's a new band rocking stadiums for $200 a ticket, and let's just say you turned down the chance a year ago to see this cool band when they were nobodies in a small rundown venue with a dozen other people. Not a problem. Nomo FOMO will plant altered photos of you at that event in backdated fan mag articles and even insert contemporaneous records of your arrest afterward for drunkenness and rioting. There's almost no present circumstance that can't be improved by a little editing of the past. So let's hear it. What did you miss? An important meeting with your boss? The chance to marry that really special girl who is crazy about you? Your kids' weddings? Nomo FOMO will ensure that you were there. As far as anyone can prove. And speaking of that special girl you failed to marry, use the promo code RERED, one word, to have Nomo FOMO update her own wedding pictures and to mock up the divorce papers for you when you dumped her for a younger model. And thank you, Nomo FOMO, for sponsoring the Rereading Wolf podcast. This episode is brought to you by the support of generous listeners just like you. You can learn how to be one of them at patreon.com slash rereadingwolf. And thank you, listener patrons, for supporting the Rereading Wolf podcast. Warning. The following discussion is deliberately riddled with spoilers and unhinged speculation on this nearly 40-year-old book, Gene Wolfe's The Book of the New Sun. You can't read a Gene Wolfe story. You can only reread a Gene Wolf story. Welcome to Rereading Wolf. We don't pretend that this is the first time you and we have read these books. We want to understand them in as much detail as possible, and that means considering the works as a whole. Hi, I'm James Wynn. And I'm Craig Brewer. So this recap of Shadow of the Con is dedicated to Paul Cook, who had planned to be there with us, lives in Chicago, uh, but had some medical stuff come up. And I, I told him on Facebook, I'm like, I'll, I'll write you, I'll write up a, a summary. <laughs> but I think this is better and he'll, he'll enjoy this. More. Here's your summary, Paul. Yep, Paul, this is for you. <laughs> Hi, James. Hi, Craig. We had a busy weekend. Did you know oh, that? Yeah. I'm not sure <laughs> if you were aware. But, oh, oh but, yeah, yeah. I, I, I did notice. Yeah, I was, uh, <laughs> I was up chatting uh, in my hotel room with uh, Stephen McDonald till six o'clock one night. So. Yeah, I left around midnight, and I was like, "Ah, maybe he'll kick kick the guy out of his room in a second. But you well, I kept thinking you know, in the morning, you're like, "No, maybe it was better call tonight." But then you know, we were still having fun, and then he didn't seem like he was anxious to get out. So I just that's awesome. So yeah, what this episode is is us recapping the Shadow of the Con. Yes, which if you haven't been paying attention was our little side con at Worldcon that was all about Wolf for two days, actually three, I guess. Uh, yeah, well, it felt like, uh, amazing how fast that went. I, only, I, I can't know. even imagine how, how, you know, it was Monday. I said, wait, I got here on Thursday. Wow. And a lot happened. And it was, right. it was, it was successful. I think we, we can both agree that the whole weekend was a success. So much of a success, in fact, that I think we agreed and, Brandon Buddha, who is with Gene Wolf Literary Podcast, also mm-hmm. agreed. And other people who were all there, including Wolf Notables like 
Joan Gordon and Ada Palmer and Michael uh, Swanwick. All the folks there, Michael Swanwick. Everybody said, "Hey, we should do this again." So, <laughs> and yeah, I kind of thought I really believed that this is how it would work. I, we, we planned it to so that we would always have something going on. But I thought, you know, we're competing with Worldcon. So people are oh, gonna yeah. obviously, you know, they're like, we'll probably have, you know, three or four people at any given time. Let's make sure we have something for everyone to do. Yeah. But no, I looked at it, it seemed like at least half of everybody was so. there at any given time. Yeah, because if you don't, if you've never been to a big sci-fi con, um, Worldcon is the con where the Hugos happen, where you get mm-hmm. to vote on the Hugos. Um, you have to attend. Well, no, you ha- you have to buy a membership in order to vote on the Hugos. So that's sort of the big thing. But it's definitely a literary or, or a, a writing-based sci-fi fantasy convention. But during the weekend, there's a lot of stuff going on. There are panels of course that you can go to there are scheduled times where you can have what they call table talks with authors where like you get a dozen people and you get to sit down with an author for an hour and you know as you sign up so you get sort of like very focused time with with somebody there are signing lines that you can get at there's all kinds of displays there's a massive dealer's room there's a ton of stuff for you to do even official and unofficial parties that go on all night um, and a, a pageant for cosplay, all kinds of stuff. So there's loads and loads of stuff to go on, which is kind of why we did it was we thought it'd be a better draw than just say, hey, come out, mm-hmm. hang out with a couple guys for a couple of days and talk about Wolf. But if there's all this other stuff going on, then cool. Right. So so we had, I think, um, about 15 people yeah. show up, right? And then we, we kind of gained a couple over the the weekend not we were kind of hoping we might gain more but we never really we we didn't put flyers out or anything like that but but some people would kind of poke their head and be like what are you guys doing why are you talking over there in that <laughs> corner and 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 it worked out so we got a couple other people right it was fun like we talked we had a ton of time to talk about wolf everybody got along really well it wasn't like everybody sitting around a table and just sort of staring awkwardly at each other. I think I felt like it was great because everybody who showed up was, was really participating and, and getting into it and making friends and doing all kinds of stuff. So yeah. it was Both good. Fans are the best fans. Yes. Yes. But I think we're definitely going to try and do this again. The, the shape of it, we don't know yet. Um, Worldcon is actually in China next year. So we're not doing that. Uh, <laughs> but I was looking around the world fantasy uh, award convention is in Kansas city, I think was where it was. So, so that's an option, but we, so we thought about maybe doing it with a different con going alongside, but we also thought it might be fun to do something or look into at least maybe doing just a wolf con, uh, kind of yeah. like, like Lafferty. So we, we don't know yet. We're going to talk to the, uh, Glenn and Brandon from Gene Wolf literary podcast, see what they think. And, um, talk to some other people. Stephen Frug was really helpful with sort of jumping in and helping mm-hmm. us organize and, and giving ideas. So we'll we'll talk to him and and maybe talk to to like I said the notables and see <laughs> what we can do. But um, yeah, so I think this was definitely a good experiment. That right, no, it definitely, definitely was. So what we wanted to do was kind of give a recap of what we did, what we talked about. So that everybody who's listening who wasn't able to make it can get at least a sense of what was going on because there was there was a lot of good wolf content 
that yeah. came yeah. out. Yeah. And, and I mean, even I, I think we even got a, a little snippet of his biography that nobody had really known before, I don't think. But oh, yeah, yeah. Stephen McDonald, if I if I it was him, right? Stephen McDonald. Right, yeah, he, had, he, he went and found uh, Gene Wolfe's yearbook. That's right. He found his yearbook from his high school, and it turns out that Wolf and the sort of famous literary postmodern author Donald Barthelm, or possibly Barthelme, I'm never sure how to pronounce it, um, they were part of the same class. They went to high school together. Um, now, Barthelme may or may not be well-known to you. He's absolutely known in sort of like academic circles as like a, a big, like I said, postmodern guy, does all kinds of fun stuff. Uh, I know Brian Evanson, when we mentioned this online, he's like, oh, I've taught him before. I never knew that. I can't fathom the the connection between them. Yeah. And I don't necessarily know, but it, anyway, it's just kind of a fascinating little tidbit. Like what was it about that high school <laughs> that produced these two guys who have fascinated so many people, but yeah. So just, we should do just a general recap. So the first day, we got together and yeah. probably the first big thing that everybody noticed was that nudist Magrudis showed up with swag and he did great. We posted some pictures on the Facebook page of what he made, but he made a couple wolf posters. He made some wonderful little tiles with the covers of the Don mates versions of new sun that he gave to, to me and James and had a few extras hanging around. Um, those were awesome. Uh, really cool name badges that the one was the, the name tag. My favorite one, of course, was the one that says I am loyal to the group of 17 and has no space yeah. for you to put your own name. Right. Like that's the best one. <laughs> yeah, right. And that's the one that people will actually comment on. I'll, I will say that. They'll just say, oh, yeah, Gene Wolf. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, we, we everybody kind of wore that one around, walking around. And, you know, I put it on my name badge and everything. That was awesome. But a few other things there and some great other stickers that he came up with. So. Nudis, you know, we've said thank you very many times to, to all the stuff you've made for us, but that was really cool. That, yeah, that just felt, definitely. it made us feel like slightly more official that we have stuff to give out. So, um, but yeah, we met, um, first time we met actually in Potbelly. Right. Just out across the street or down the street from the yeah. hotel. We, and there's, they are so nice. If you're ever in Chicago, you're nearby the Hyatt Regency, just stop into the the pot belly and just tell them thank you again from us. Yeah. And that, that was fine. That was great. We, they let us like move tables around and everything. So the problem was Worldcon was, it, I, I had spent a lot of time trying to work with Worldcon to like give us some space or doing something like that. Or but tell us in time, advance how we can get some, you know, schedule stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was just, a little, it was uh, a little officious, maybe a little difficult. I, maybe, it's like, maybe no one wants to actually be the one to say yes yeah, it could have been that. Like, I got the sense that it was just a little bit more of like, yeah, it was it was a little bit. It was like just on the cusp of too big to be bureaucratic and, and kind of messy. But the, the problem was if we like did things officially through Worldcon, then they wanted to take over and like let us like have other people assigned to our different right. events and stuff like that. And we're like, no, nah, we just want to do our thing. So but it, it was fine. We we did the first session at potbelly but then in the afternoon we found a great little social lounge area that nobody was using and we just camped out there for the rest of the time and it was right. it was great we tried to record an episode or part of an episode live um potbelly was a little too loud plus the mic setup that i had just wasn't 
so hot and well, it's just kind um, of uneven because yeah. not only is it loud but some people are much farther away than yeah because we and- we wanted to let other people comment like to do an episode but have have it where anybody of the the like dozen or so people who had showed up were able to to uh participate but unfortunately it all kind of sounded like this <laughs> yeah so not not particularly good plus i was telling james before we did this i was kind of off my game like i'm so used to like sitting in a corner in my office, like all alone, talking to a disembodied voice that it was very strange. And I was very self-conscious, like being in front of people. So, um, but I still think it was cool. I mean, it was you know, everyone gets to see, well, this is actually what it looks like when you, when you do a, a, an episode, Oh, we got to, you, you got to stop and you think, well, maybe I got to look something up. Are you sure? I'm not sure about that. So. Not as brilliantly smooth as we normally sound. Yeah, we're so, but, but so we did that. Then in the afternoon we, we did um, a little uh, discussion of Gene Wolfe's "Going to the Beach." It's an unconnected story from 1973. Yep. It's pretty short, and I think it's a pretty cool little story, really. Uh, yeah, and th- that was that was good. I like that a lot. Yeah, we thought that'd be a fun kind of thing, like you, you know, get to talk about something that a lot of people hadn't read before. Um, and James definitely collects the uncollected stories. Um, I don't, how complete would you say your collection is? At this you'd point? be surprised. I, I, you'd think as much as I have, I have a, a lot of books here in this room I'm recording from, and I, I have everything that's in the uh, trade magazines, that kind of thing. But uh, there's still some, some uh, one-off anthologies and such that I don't have. But I would say a majority, right? I think you... Yeah, oh yeah, I, I, I'm sure I have the majority of the uncollected. Apart from Mark, who may have... Does Mark, I, I assume Mark has everything. I don't know. Uh, he, I think he used to, but he said, I think he got rid of a lot of his stuff. Ah, okay. But, um, but yeah, so we talked about that. We thought that'd be a great way to get it. It was kind of a... It's a good story. It's actually up... Uh, if you go to the um, Facebook page, you can see the story there it's a fun little thing it's kind of like a not a, it, it's in the same vein as for lazen yeah i think where it's it's kind of if you try to put it into a, a whole world building thing it doesn't quite fit yeah but it has a has a little lesson i guess about mm-hmm. uh the free market and and business and jobs and, yep. and what it yep. means to be fulfilled in your work and yeah but that was fun and then after that uh michael swanwick stopped by and he was willing to talk to us and sit down with our little group of people and spend an hour just kind of going over ideas, talking to people. Uh, that was fun. And Joan Gordon, by the way, spent um, Joan, who you hopefully remember, has been on the show a couple times, most recently with the Jolenta interview. But she's the person who wrote the very first book on Gene Wolfe. But it was great because she spent tons of time with us. She and, and Swanwick were, were able to talk about some memories of will some little a little bit more personal things went beyond the interview that we had right um from a while back um and that was really fun and honestly that to me that was the most enjoyable part of the whole weekend <laughs> was getting to spend time with these people who knew wolf who had talked to him who had worked with him um and just have some of their time and everybody you know swanwick and ada palmer were so gracious to to give out especially ada palmer because she was up for a Hugo on that night and was in demand from all kinds of people. And she still, um, she and Swanwick both took right. time out to, to talk to us. And then Stephen Frug uh, led a discussion of seven American nights, which yep. was really good. And you know, just reading, uh, it'll come up 
much later, but this reading is really was eye opening to me in a lot of other ways. So I really, really enjoyed it. I, I guess I get a lot of out of a wolf story every time I reread them, but uh, Frug Frug just uh, did a really excellent job of uh, overseeing the discussion and yep, and was super helpful to all of us. So I just want to publicly say thanks to Frug for for stepping up and and doing that and helping us out with some sort of logistical stuff that happened yeah. uh, during the weekend. So he was just incredibly helpful. So yeah. thank you. And, and you know, even after everything was over, you know, I you know we. We didn't schedule things for all all night long or anything. Been, but people would just sit around and continue to talk. And then we get around supper time. Say, well, you want to go out to eat? So we go all go out to eat and continue to talk. And yep. it was yeah, it was really 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 enjoyable. And then uh, pizza one night, yeah. Chicago deep dish pizza one night, and then Thai another. Night. Right, exactly. And then uh, yes, yeah, Friday Friday night we watched Angel's Egg at in my hotel room. That was a, it, you know, I, I went by the Trekkies where had this whole big suite that they had. And I was thinking, that's what we should do. We, we'll have to save up this time. We'll see how we do with the, with the patron man, how much it costs. We'll get a, a big suite. Like, so we have a room like we had, you know, down in the, in the down belows in the, in the basements of the common. <laughs> but we get our own suite up there and then we can have a, you know, TV going and we can, you know, live life as we want, as we yep. were truly meant to. But yeah, Angel's Egg was fun. That is a movie that I've actually liked for a long time. Uh, I heard about it first because of Wolf Stuff, that it's supposedly an anime film that was possibly, no one no one that I can find out knows for sure, but it was possibly influenced by Wolf. The director and one of the artists, um, well, one of the artists became the uh, artist for the Japanese versions of uh, Book of the New Sun. Um, but the, art, the, the director went on to do work with Dark Souls, which is the video game that that other people say sort of has a wolf vibe or things like that. But um, yeah, it, it, a very slow moving film. <laughs> very, very, especially it's very artsy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It but is it absolutely good. artsy. And, and, and it, then when we talked to uh, Ada Palmer on Sunday, before, you know, she was she graciously talked to us for an hour before the ceremony that she was mm-hmm. going to go for, you know, for the Hugos, which she was up for for best series. And, uh, you know, someone says, so, so we watched Angel Lake. Do you have any idea what that's about? <laughs> and, and, and sure, you know, and sur- sure enough, you know, she has something to say about everything. It, it, people said, you know, it's not like she came prepared to give a lecture, but she was just talking <laughs> off the cuff. Yeah. And Ada Palmer, if you don't know, she's actually a big manga anime I want to I want to say fan, but I think I should probably say historian because she's actually published on on various things yeah. um, and was able to give like this really cool contextualization of what Angel's Egg was in the process of like Japanese illustration and, and animation trying to to make a case really to Hollywood to say like animation should be the format that you use for fantasy and science fiction rather than, you know, green screen and all that kind of stuff at the time. And, which is kind of cool because what happened in the long run was they're probably right. I mean, Marvel movies are probably more computer than live. Oh action. yeah, they're, they're basically yeah. animation. I was thinking about yeah. it recently that that basically anything having to do with horror or action is just as is as much and you know animation as it is live action. Yeah, so. yeah. But the other fun thing that came out of that too is that her so Ada Palmer her the big series that she 
just finished this last year. It's called Terra Ignota, which is uh, about 300 years in the future, uh, about a different kind of political setup with a lot of interesting gender stuff that happens. But now she's working on a series of books that is set in and around Viking lore um, mm. and, the, and the Eddas. Uh, but she talked about how if Terra Ignota was kind of set up in the way that Severian tells a, a story with a bit of an unreliable narrator and all kinds of different things that that you're not sure of going on. Her new series is more like the Latro books. Right. That's yeah. what you say, which is kind of fascinating and, and intentionally, intentionally so, she said, that it's sort of organized by what people remember, don't remember. Um, not that there's a character with no memory, but but that she specifically had those books in mind she was doing it which is awesome yeah and then uh mark aramini did a little zoom in for us which was really fun we got we got a lot of good talk in there and i think what everybody remembered more than anything else was the back and forth between mark and and joan gordon yes that's right (laughs) a bit of a a bit of a different i i would say more a battle of temperaments rather than ideas well i mean i'm just let's be honest i mean you've you've sat in on some of this but uh it, it was it's it's basically Joan taking my role of whenever I'm talking to Mark. So, (laughs) which I was very glad to have somebody finally, you know, help with the important burden that I've carried all these years. It was awesome. It was kind of like the battle between the one and the many, but (laughs) on Wolf. So Mark was like, there is a truth. And Joan was talking about multiple ways of things. It was awesome. It was fun. Yeah. A lot of good talk. And and Mark had a, a fun little reading of, oh, shoot, what's the Father's Day story in Castle of Days? Uh, oh, adopted father. Adopted father. Yep. So, and then on Sunday we had the official Gene Wolf panel. It's still available for folk who went there. I'm going to try and do a screen capture and and make that available to you We're guys. We're going to jailbreak it. Yeah, pretty much. And it's actually available now. Just check the Rereading Wolf YouTube channel. Uh, but it was great. Like around 40, 50 people showed up, mm-hmm. which I think was honestly for a con panel especially at 10 o'clock on a Sunday morning. That's great. And there was a lot of good discussion. Um, Michael Swanwick and Joan Gordon were on the panel. And then there were two writers who I didn't know. Peter uh, Weimer. Yep. And JT Greathouse. That's right. Both of whom talked about being very influenced by Wolf. And it was kind of, we just had a really good conversation about, it was more high level stuff. You know, nobody, we didn't really dig into specific works too much, but it was great. The people started throwing around lots of names of, other folks who they knew were influenced by Wolf or that would appeal to Wolf fans. Mm-hmm. Um, good stuff. But that'll be up and available. And and it was great. And, okay, one thing I do have to say that I had a first uh, <laughs> at that because right before the panel went on, somebody came up to me and looked at my name tag and was like, are you Weird Christmas? Turns out you're, you forgot that you were a bigger celebrity elsewhere. <laughs> It's the first time ever that someone has actually come up to me and said, are you weird Christmas? Um, So Mike Frasca, thank you so much. (laughs) I know it's because of this. It's because of rereading Wolf and and all that. And and Mike does a lot of, um, he was kind of live blogging a lot of the different panels over the weekend and and does a lot of reviews and, and a lot of things, but, but that, that, did my heart good it's the first time it's happened it's the only time it's ever gonna happen but at least it happened at least one and then the other thing that happened saturday afternoon brandon buddha showed up 
And that was really cool that he was able to come and, and everybody just kind of chatted with him, asked a lot of questions about their process, about his, his way of doing things. Um, and it was really cool because it definitely felt much more like, you know, a, a big community of people who exactly talk right. about the same things we're about it. And, you know, somebody joked afterwards, they like, I thought you guys were going to have, have to have like a, you know, a, a face off or something like that. I'm like, no, 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 it's, it's not, it's not competitive at all. It's, it's like the Brady things. bunch versus the Partridge family. Exactly. Yeah. 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 But, but no, it was great. And, and it was really cool to meet Brandon and, and actually talk to him just about other stuff. And yeah, and he was a really nice guy. We did do a little bit, but like when nobody else was, around we we talked about sort of like i was i was just really curious about their like recording ways and schedules <laughs> and all that kind of stuff but it, it's all just boring for anybody else but um but that was really cool and the big thing that happened was um last time i talked to him he was like you know what you got a lot of people here we've been kind of talking about wanting to do something like this forever let's work together let's make a big one um yeah. get sort of both groups together and and i mean honestly we know it overlaps. Most of you guys are listening. To I, yeah, I think it was Glenn uh, who said that the Venn diagram of our podcast is pretty much, a circle. pretty much a circle. So, but that would be really cool if we could get everybody together and, and do something. So that is not just a goal, but I think something that we're actively yeah, working on. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, our output of episodes has decreased. We're, I am well aware of this, and to some extent, not entirely, uh, it does. Uh, it takes a lot of your mental energy just looking forward to something like this. Mm -hmm. And so, it'd be yeah. nice to have someone, you know, take up some of the extra stuff, the extra weight, finding out, finding a venue, you know, picking out the places we're going to go, deciding what we're going to talk about. Uh, more hands make light work. Absolutely. So otherwise, let's see, um, Nathan Anderson, who I know a lot of you guys have seen his art, uh, started over, I think like more like two years ago, yeah, started like posting some ago. stuff. Yeah. On Gene Wolf, uh, Facebook group. Um, he was there. That was great. Funny. He did our, he did our most, uh, recent, uh, 15 month patron, uh, sticker. Yep. Which is yep. gorgeous. It's really gorgeous. I had to ask him, I walked by him at one point, just, he was doing something else. And I saw him pull out of a bag, uh, copy of shadow of the torture and it was one of the first editions of shadow of the torture the hardback and james and i had been walking around the dealer's room earlier and one of the stalls that had you know signed first editions and stuff like that had all four copies of the book the new sun signed by gene wolf and by don Mates. exactly signed by gene wolf and don mates um and shadow of the torture itself they were asking twelve hundred dollars twelve hundred so I saw that and I couldn't help but ask him, I'm like, did you pick up that insanely expensive? He's like, no, 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 no. This is just, just a first edition, not signed. Um, just a but, mere first edition. But I, I was, for a moment, I was jealous. I'm like, how much do artists make nowadays? <laughs> <laughs> He's rolling in the lap of luxury. But the dealer's room was fun. There were lots of things, um, lots of things down there. That, yeah, I really that, enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, I saw great. a copy of... Um, uh, Gene Wolf Archipelago was down mm -hmm. there. That was floating around. Lots of first editions of things. Oh, that big, that big sort of really cool boxed copy of Free Live Free was down there. That was oh, one of the other, yeah, yeah, yeah. other things I've never actually seen in physical space before. Yeah, that's a really that's a really cool edition. I can tell you that it's it's got the the, the signatures of everyone involved, including 
Gene Wolfe. Yeah. But I, I, I don't have, I, I had never seen it in the box. That was one thing that kind of said, oh, yeah. now I, now I feel lesser than because I, yeah. my, my edition doesn't have the box. <laughs> that was pretty cool. I saw there was one stall that had a bunch of R.A. Lafferty chapbooks. They had three or four um, just individual stories published by, you know, little tiny, you know, mm-hmm nano presses or whatever they they were asking over 100 for each one so i didn't pick them up but but i did check and i was like do these show up somewhere else but all four of them are things that i've never seen in any collections before so yeah there was a lot of fun stuff and as it as it would be the dealer's room at world con is going to have all kinds of cool things right so and we each picked up some fun stuff i got a a barry maltzberg that I've always read about and but was never able to find it had never been reprinted and it was originally published by Arkham House and saw a lot of people picking up old paperbacks that were you know original paperback versions of yeah, yeah, Jack crazy. Vance and and Wolf and and all kinds of stuff and every time every time I would go to the deal someone would say I'm going to the dealer's room hey I'll go with you so <laughs> and inevitably no matter who I'm going with they're gonna say oh oh you need to you need to read this guy Oh, well, okay. <laughs> yep. If you say so. Yep. Nothing yep, I, yep. I, I need, like a new book. Yeah, I definitely didn't spend as much as I could, but that's because my kid just started college. So. <laughs> Otherwise, I would have been asking for forgiveness instead of permission from Amber later on. But but I had to be the responsible father. Speaking of which, I, I got to say, this would have been impossible for us to pull off, uh, you know, the air fly, airfare, the hotel room for the weekend, or memberships, uh, without the help of the patrons. So yep. We just, it's not that, you know, we just would have never considered it properly. Yep. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, it's easy to say, like, oh, you guys made it easier by doing it. But no, I mean, what's great was with Patreon, we were able to pay for our memberships. We were able to get James up there, have the hotel room for four nights, five mm-hmm. nights, four nights. Yeah. Um, and, we got to, we picked up the tab on pizza one night and stuff like that. I mean, all kinds of little things like that. Just to the patrons, thank you very much. It's definitely, it's absolutely going to get used for our planning for the next one. Yeah. It's not just going to James <laughs> uncollected. No, no, I was doing that long before I started doing that. No, so. no, but no, it was really cool. Like it just felt like, you know, our intentional attempt to, try and get people to talk more. And we always say we tried to copy a little bit of the old earth list with what we do here. And, and it was just really cool to have everybody come together. It wasn't like you and I were just talking the whole mm-hmm. time. It really was one thing we didn't do, by the way, that, that was in, again, intentionally designed to get people going was I told people the first day, I was like, okay, there's going to be one section where it's all participant panel and you guys have to come up with stuff to mm-hmm. talk about, whether it's yeah. a paper or an essay or an idea or something. We didn't do that. So. Because, because think- everyone, the entire time was full. Everybody, yeah, was, everybody I mean, was if, talking. You, we've all been to, you know, I'm oh, going to go to one of these convention things. I'm going to go by, and go by myself. Yeah. And I'm going to stand around and feel awkward the whole time. Yeah. You know? yeah. No, that's not how it was at all. So, yeah. No, everybody hopped in, made friends. It was great. And yeah. But if you were there this time and you come whenever we go to the next one, you're not off the hook. <laughs> you have to present something and I'm going to even make it a little more make formal. Make a paper I, or something. I yeah. have a list of your names. I know who is there. <laughs> so, uh, so I'm going to make sure to put you guys on the hook for presenting something whenever we do our next little, little wolf con. So 
keep that in mind. <laughs> yeah, so great. Otherwise, I mean, um, if you guys have any questions, if you have any suggestions for you know, reasonably big cons in your area or, you know, anything at all about what would be fun to do at the next one, we'd love to hear it yeah. because we had such a good time. We absolutely want to do it again. We're, like I said, we're already planning or trying to plan for where and when. Uh, and we, I just had so much fun. I want to do it again. So I, I also, I learned how, you know, got to learn how, how things work at the world con, like with Hugo's and how, how voting works and that kind of, so when, when you do the nominations and that kind of <laughs> thing. So that was, um, yeah, it was very illuminating. Someone, someone pointed out what you were done and said, you know, after it only took like 33 nominations to, to become a Hugo nominated yep. fan cast. Said, well, yeah. Cause they give out the the details afterwards, and Austin Beeman said, "You know, you only would have needed thirty three <laughs> or thirty four to be nominated." So yeah, everybody, so... everyone who's there now gets to vote for that next year and gets to nominate. And if you sign up for a membership next year, you can also not nominate and vote. So yeah, you don't have to go to China. That's right. You can and... say, hey, "Watch, maybe, you know what? Maybe we should plan." Well, the thing about this, we if we plan to do the next one at the same time as the one in China, the same you know have overlap states, and we can just plan for one evening. We all sit around and watch the Hugo Awards. True, true. Yeah. We could or we could do one about four months before that and have everybody sit around and nominate us. That's right. <laughs> okay, I want to see your nomination <laughs> papers before you leave. But I mean, honestly, I don't know. I, I feel a little weird doing the like, hey, let's organize a campaign. At the same time, I mean, dude, all of us have seen, you know, Hugo award winner, Hugo nominated. I mean, that that would be so cool. If, if yeah. Something yeah. I I don't think we could win because <laughs> we're we're way too niche. But yeah, that was the other thing that was illuminating, but is that how easy it is to get nominated, how hard it is to actually to win. win. I mean, yeah. Ada Palmer, I think he said, came in, in fourth in the votes. That's doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah. yeah. So, but you know what? Why not? <laughs> why? Why not? Go ahead. Try? Go ahead. <laughs> get your memberships now. So yeah. Maybe more information about that later. And you do get virtual access to everything, by the way, too. So you That's get to right. see all the panels and and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, and and then yeah, you can see you know some podcasts that you listen to regularly and get nominated, and you know. If you're there at the next con and you say, hey, got your nomination, I'll say, great, here, have a pizza. And uh, <laughs> and hey, we're trying to include everybody. Yeah. A vote for us is not <laughs> just a vote for James and I. That's right. A it's vote a vote for, for everybody. For <laughs> we all <everybody>. win. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, fun to think about. Why not? Plus, it gets Gene Wolfe's name out there because yeah. the 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 name will be there. And that was one cool thing I thought. Uh, I had Joan Gordon sign my my copy of her book, and the one note she put on there was was keep getting his name out there and keep getting oh. his name alive. So I'm like, yep, absolutely. So that was the yeah. con. It was awesome. Um, I've never organized anything like that before. I I and so this is other thing that kind of hit me was. I mean, I, I went to grad school straight out of college and I've always in one way or another been part of the academic world. This weekend was what I had always hoped 
academic life, life of the mind kind of stuff. <laughs> you thought like. Julie Ice would all just sit around and debate philosophy and at the table. And, yeah. <laughs> and about things that we loved, about books that moved us and really yeah. meant something to us. And Yeah, let's go I've get had, pizza and talk about obscure books. <laughs> I mean, I've had moments like that, but, you know, I was telling a buddy of mine who, you know, is a professor up in Connecticut, and I'm like, you know what? This weekend was what I always hoped academia would be like and it's never quite lived up to that but <laughs> sitting around and and doing stuff where people are walking by dressed as stormtroopers or <laughs> you know whatever that was it so it was okay, I, you know what I, I'm, I will commit I'm going to commit something. next time we do one I'm going to don't be shirtless don't gonna, be the shirtless come on no, I could be I could be, <laughs> I could be well Gurlo's I think he's like barrel chested I don't think I can pull that off but I can definitely pull off Palamon so Mark could pull it off. Mark, Mark could pull <laughs> off the shirtless thing, but yeah. okay. Well, we'll tell you what. If Mark shows up, I'll give him. I will. I'll forego and give him my cape, my, my cape instead, and then he can do it. And you know, then that might encourage him to show up for the next one. So, hopefully, that little recap has inspired you to want to come to the next one whenever we do it. So we'll figure that out. But yeah, if you have ideas, if you have suggestions for places, for things to do, for cons, for even us, a spot that we could do it on our own and do something, let us know. Uh, any feedback on that would be great. But start thinking too, because I think the the World Fantasy Convention in Kansas City is in November. That's more than a year away. But, you know, if we could figure something out in the next year, that'd be awesome. Right. So thank you to everybody who showed up, everybody that we met in person, um, Almost everybody was someone I've interacted with in one way or another. So it was great to, to get voices connected to faces or email addresses or text or whatever to faces. Uh, really cool people that we're still in touch with and talking to. It was really cool. So thank yeah, you so, so much to those of you who were able to attend. Thanks to everyone who might be thinking about it next time. Mm -hmm. And we're going to do it. I don't know what we got to call it. We got to call it. So that would be well. I think I, con of the claw, conciliator, claw, claw of the con, of the con. claw of the um, con. Yeah, I know you said you're waiting for long sun. So yeah, yeah, the, waiting, waiting the for the uh, for for the con of the long con. So, <laughs> but good. But anyway, we'll get back to it soon. We're gonna finish the play. We promise. It's been yeah. <laughs> a little bit off, and then get back to finishing claw. And that's we're halfway through the original thing, almost. We're getting oh. there. <laughs> so close. I mean, James okay. actually even sent me a piece of his summary of Claw the Conciliator already. So yeah, yeah, I've been working on that for quite a while, actually. Yeah. Because my all of my, you know, when I started this volume, so many much of what I thought about various characters has completely changed or been appended to things I knew nothing about. I now think I know everything about. So so it's coming. Progress will be made and will be done with the play and you can actually hear about Severian again <laughs> very soon. So. so thank you, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. And we'll be back with actual talk about Book of the New Sun next time. Yeah. Please take your seats and clear the aisles. This convention will now come to order. Mr. Speaker, Mr. The chair recognizes the delegate from Hip City. The American Federation for Preservation of Rock and Roll. We're meeting tonight to set ourselves a 
Her name, according to Amber. So, but, um, okay, she should stop in a second. But I could tell I was super kind of self conscious about stuff. And I, then I was also like, I want to let other people talk if they want to. And so there were things in the whole first part I was like, I could say something about that, but I want to see if other people have anything to say. <laughs> and I was like, and it was like, I'm like, this is off. <laughs> this, this just, yeah, this isn't and us. also, yeah, no, yeah, it's, it's, We've gotten very used to talking to each other. I mean, yeah, I know. 